0: Welcome back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Stephen.
1: And Kyle.
0: And thank you, listeners, for tuning in and hanging out with us this week and telling all of your weird friends. That is the best way to get the word out about the podcast and keep us moving forward.
1: Forward is a good direction. Which,
0: yeah, which has been crazy the last couple weeks. So keep up the dope-ass work. Yeah, everybody. and it's all,
1: it's all been thanks to Tony. So for any of our listeners... Who don't listen to Tony on his podcast, The Confessionals, go give him a listen. He's got fantastic episodes. He's a great guy. He deserves to be supported. Hell yeah! I just figured I'd throw that out there because, like I told have, him, I'm we like we
0: have caught a lot of listeners. Yeah, the confessionals. You know,
1: he did us a huge solid, and I don't know. I I can't be more appreciative of what he's done for us.
0: Yeah, for sure. Agreed. Um, Kyle's going to take us back over to our home away from home, Stardust Ranch. We left off last time where... Uh,
1: One of them dick cl- cliffhangers.
0: <laughs> Brandy was summoning a portal in the damn living room. Yeah, so Warriors came out. That's where we're at. But first, the business. Check us out at all our social medias. YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Pretty much everything you can think of.
1: Reddit, Discord.
0: Yeah, Reddit, Discord. Just come and hang out.
1: I'm on Instagram and that's it.
0: Kyle's the Instagrammer. That's it. It's going to be fine. It's good uh, life. Search up the Hollow Sky Podcast and we will be there. Come over, share memes, just share funny stuff, share weird stuff. If you find any articles you think we find interesting or you find interesting, share them up. That's what I do. And just build the little Hollow Sky community. Um, if you have a paranormal encounter you'd like to share with us, Kyle's going to tell you how to get it to us.
1: You can write your story out, send it to Steve. He's going to read it because that's what he does. It's his job. Use your voice app, people. loves it.
0: You can use your voice app and you can send it in and we can hear your fabulous voices and we can just put them out in the airwaves and you don't have to listen to my dumbass talk extra.
1: Or we can make Steve read stuff and he really enjoys reading everything a lot. So that's one way of doing it. Or you can record yourself on your voice memo app, or you can take a video recording yourself and send that over whichever way you want to do it. You're going to send it to hollow at gmail.com. We'll do what we have to do with it and get it on the air and talk about it.
0: Hell Yeah. Um, We also have a Patreon if you'd like to support us. uh, Hop over there at Sky Podcast, Patreon, whatever, however the fuck you do that. Find a tier that you like and click away. You'll get some good swag, some extra goodies, some stickers and cool shit. We also post up extra little mini sods there. We also have a Venmo if you want to buy some monsters. You can throw a few bucks in there. We appreciate it because monsters are delicious and will probably be the downfall of this podcast. If you're listening, Monster Energy Drinks, we're still waiting for a sponsorship. So the sooner you get on that, the less we have to beg for Venmo supporters. That's true. Um, But the the best way you can support the podcast is hop over to your... uh, podcatcher and leave us a five-star rating and review you can leave any kind of star rating you want but five stars are usually the dopest
1: yeah and they help us out a lot
0: yeah we do appreciate the constructive criticism uh, or yeah reviews too but these five-star ones are pretty fucking sick today's five-star rating and review is brought to us by our friend nightshade447 five stars my favorite podcast absolutely love this podcast you guys give a lot of insight and different perspective on every topic that just gets me thinking. Stay weird and keep up the awesome work. Well, Nightshade, you're my favorite podcast listener. So let's go. That's where we're at. Thank you for taking well, we the do. time to hop over there and leave those kind words. It's probably my favorite part of the show because a little adrenaline the adrenaline shot to the ego. Well
1: it never hurts.
0: I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna lie. It's, no, Kind of fucking sick.
1: I mean, so. I'll I'll uh, I'll take a couple strokes on the old ego.
0: <laughs> Fuck yeah, <laughs> let it eat. Anyway, um, from there we're gonna. Patreon. Yeah, we're gonna go to our listener submission of the day, and this is a lucid dream story, possibly tied to different dimensions, according to the title. Let's go from our friend Kate. Kate says. Hi, guys. I just started listening to your show after hearing you on The Confessionals. Shout out, Confessionals. Let's go. My name is Kate, and I live in Pennsylvania. You've gained a loyal fan. I've spent the last week listening to your shows nonstop. I lucid dream several times a week, ever since I was about 12. I'm 39 now. The experiences I have had have been so intense that I am fairly convinced lucid dreaming may be us jumping dimensions. I have a pretty intense lucid dream I think you would be interested in. I left out some details since my build-up to it ended up being pretty long. You don't have to read it on the show, but if you do, feel free to summarize. I've actually never told anyone about the details of my lucid dimensional dreams. I don't have anyone in my life who experiences these things, so it's nice to hear you guys and have an outlet to explore this. Several things always occur to me when I'm lucid dreaming to the point where I believe I'm in another dimension. Besides the obvious of being conscious, I am always in a place that feels off and that I should recognize but don't. Also, the people in them apparently know me and everything seems normal to them, but I have no idea who they are or where I am. I end up playing along, so to speak. It's like I entered a video game. Also, if outside in these dreams, the colors and ambient lights in the environment seem weird, like contrasted or just off, kind of hard to explain. Occasionally, I actually do recognize this as the place I'm in, but only because I remember it from a different lucid dream. I have literally consciously thought while in these lucid dreams, oh, right, this is the building I was in before in that other dream. In some of the strongest ones, I am awoken by some intense occurrence in the dream where I experience the extreme sensation or pain or blackout and then wake up with the sensation of falling back into my bed. Also, these dreams always begin. With me instantly knowing these things, I do not know how I know, if that makes sense. This dream happened about two and a half years ago. What disturbs me the most about this is that I am terrified that it may involve some type of premonition considering everything that is going on in the world. The first thing I remember was being in a dilapidated store in a city. It appeared to be a corner store. There were empty shelves displayed throughout and dirt and debris covering everything. The windows were covered up. I was on the floor sitting behind an empty shelf display towards the front of the store. It looked like what you would see in a movie of a war zone after a bomb dropped. Things I instantly knew, but don't know how or why I knew them, as I mentioned above, were one. We were in war on our own soil against an Asian country. No idea which one. Two, I was with a group of women being guarded by one of our country's military branches. Didn't catch which one. Wherever we were before, we had to leave with no notice due to the other enemies and militaries finding us. The enemy was trying to get the group of women because we all had something they wanted to use to their advantage. Some type of skill or attribute we all had. I don't know what. And our military was using us to help them against the the enemy. I remember specifically looking around at the other women. Everyone was dirty and crying and scared. I was not scared. I felt completely calm and I felt sorry for them. 3. Our past breach was considered a huge unexpected emergency and some certain protocol had been put into place. Each of us was assigned a person, someone specifically assigned to each woman. They were to be completely responsible for our safety until the military could find a better space. The entire operation was exposed, so we had to be split up. Back to the dream. I crawled closer to the front of the store, close to the front counter, which was to my left. A woman officer who I knew was in charge of us stood behind the counter. The door was in front of me with a soldier guarding it. I heard the woman say something to someone about gathering my things. The door opened and a man walked in. I didn't get a good look at him until later in the dream. The woman looked at me and said something to me, so I stood assuming this man was here for me and that I should follow him. I walked through the open door behind him and saw two lines of soldiers outside on each side of the door facing each other but the sunlight was so blinding after being in the dim store, the light enveloped me and blinded me for what must have been a few moments because the next thing I know I'm in the back seat of an SUV sitting directly behind the driver's seat, uh, which this man was in. We were driving down a raised highway filled with broken down cars and debris. Straight up war zone like you see in the movies. The man didn't say anything, but I sensed he was angry and then realized he did not know where we were supposed to be going. I then realized I was supposed to tell him where to go, as if I was just supposed to know that, but I didn't. I remember thinking, was that woman supposed to tell me the place to go? I, I became frustrated and upset because I didn't know what to do. I wanted to scream out to him that I didn't know what was going on or where to go because I didn't know why I was in this place. But I couldn't speak. It was as if my vocal cords were non-existent. So all I could think to do was lean forward and place my hands on his shoulders as if to rub them slightly in a peace offering to help calm him down. The second I touched him, an incredible physical sensation hit me. His eyes flashed to mine in the rearview mirror, showing that he felt it too. He looked as shocked as I felt. His eyes in the mirror are the last thing I remember seeing. The sensation was very physical and emotional feeling in one huge rush. Love, happiness, arousal, ecstatic joy, and also sadness, incredible grief, and despair. But But literally, all of these all mixed together at once. This is when I jolted awake, falling back into my bed. I literally felt as if I had fallen back into my body. It wasn't a feeling of just a falling sensation either. I felt myself hit the mattress. When my eyes opened, I was shaking violently and I started crying. I could still feel the sensation. I lay there shuddering and sobbing in bed for 20 minutes before I could calm down. My husband didn't wake up at all for this, which I found so strange as he's a light sleeper. I was shaking so bad, I'm fairly certain the whole mattress was shaking with me. It may sound crazy, but I'm fairly convinced that whoever this man was is experiencing the same lucid dream from this reality as I did. And for whatever reason, touch screws things up. Maybe that's why he was frustrated. Maybe he didn't know what was happening just like me. We, or were we both in this astral projection? And if you touch someone else in that space, is this what happens? The sensation was so strong, like a jolt of energy. I could see the shock in his eyes when I touched him, I know he felt the sensation that I felt. I regret touching him because I believe if I hadn't, the dream would have continued and maybe I could have gathered more information. I have another dream if you were ever interested, which impacted me greatly because it involved my dead grandmother manifesting in this dream and warning me to get away from where I was in the dream and or wake up. It was very eye-opening. Thanks and keep up the great work. I could listen to you guys talk for hours. You two compliment each other very well. Kate. Kate, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, send us in this dream. It's it's kind of got this synchronicity to it because me and Kyle were just speaking on the subject of lucid dreaming and how it might actually be how we can traverse alternate timelines and dimensions. We were just yeah. talking about this last night.
1: Yeah, for sure. Because I was, and ironically enough, it ties into Stardust Ranch. And I, I haven't gotten to that section of the story, and that are, could very well be the next section, the next episode of John's story here. But yeah, it is reiterated to him that there are several ways that human beings can basically breach the fourth dimension. And, you know, you, you put emphasis quotes on fourth dimension because that's just what we label it. But they they suggest that you can basically lucid dream slash meditate your way into that space, and then actually dreams themselves are a form of us breaking into the fourth dimension. And I've also heard stories where people have been doing the same thing you're doing, not as far as the actual context goes, like the storyline of it, but where two people in the same lucid dream somehow figure out that both of them are not based like, NPCs, so to speak. And then in this particular woman's story, she later on met this guy, whether it was five or ten years later, and they both instantly recognized each other. Like, oh, shit, you were the one well, in the dream. would that be wild? Yeah.
0: If somewhere down the line Kate, like, oh, meets shit. this guy? Yeah,
1: that would be crazy. <laughs> And
0: another weird synchronicity, I know I'm throwing that word around a lot, is that someone posted on our group page just, it's 19 hours ago, the title of the article is Lucid Dreamers Can Communicate While Fast Asleep. I haven't looked into it to see if they're communicating with themselves, if they're communicating with other lucid dreamers, or how that works, but if it falls into story, or if it falls into line with your lucid dream, like that's that's heavy shit man. oh yeah for that's sure consciousness communicating without a physical body
1: yeah which that i mean that could literally suggest anything could be possible at that point like astral projection the remote viewing all types of things.
0: yeah like she said premonitions. all everything. types of like, things that's fucking crazy it's
1: awesome Awesome story. And yes, absolutely send your other story. Yeah, definitely send your other dream. Without question.
0: I have never experienced a lucid dream. I It has interested me for a long time. I had a friend that would delve into it quite a bit. He was trying to train himself to lucid dream, and I would kind of follow what he had to say about it. And I don't know if he ever like locked it down. But the fact that you have him multiple times a week, is that something that you do on your own like do you you make that happen or is it something that just just happens like can you train yourself to lucid dream is kind of what i'm asking because i've seen stories and people have put articles out online on how to do it and i've tried it but i didn't try very hard because it probably fucked me up probably but yeah and if this is a premonition that's pretty fucking terrifying too kate
1: Absolutely, it does kind of coincide with the possibilities of the world currently, which is extremely unfortunate.
0: I'm trying to like rack my brain
1: the, well, to th-
0: go ahead to think about dreams I have see, I'm horrible at remembering dreams i I feel like I dream, but I never remember them. There are Fine. few and far between that I remember and i'm trying to think that if i ever saw anyone in my dream or if i had any contact with them if i had a similar experience but i cannot point one out
1: another question for you which you may not know the answer to currently what would be your special attribute that the quote unquote enemy is trying to get a hold of
0: oh yeah good one good one
1: you know i don't i don't know if that's something that you could possibly think of like kind of brainstorm like what would be an important attribute of mine or if you know maybe in that timeline maybe it was a couple of years down the road or or something to that effect where you wouldn't quite know what your that attribute would have been but interesting you know just if you can figure it out let us know
0: yeah that is that was a dope dream
1: it was awesome yeah for sure
0: and do you do you keep your eyes out like looking for the guy that was driving the car. You should. Cause I totally would.
1: And if you ever see him, talk to
0: him. See if he, see yeah. if he Could recognizes you. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? Like, say you go on fucking vacation, you're in like Florida or you're in San Francisco or you're somewhere and you see somebody and you're like, I fucking know yeah. this person. And then they look back at you like, I fucking know you do.
1: That would be awesome. Bro, that shit's heavy. That would be crazy.
0: Out of my element here. Anyway. For sure. Thanks again, Kate. Uh, We are stoked to have you on board as a listener, and we hope you keep enjoying the show and definitely keep sending your stuff in. Love it.
1: Absolutely. I'm I'm in the same boat. That was fantastic. I love that shit.
0: So from there, we're going back. Home sweet home. Back to Stardust. Kyle's taking us back to Stardust. All
1: right, so like Steve said, we left off with Brandy opening a portal and or not even, a. I guess it would be a portal It's like a spear sphere portal and two beings dressed in full body armor, carrying swords walk out. And like I said, that section kind of ends right there in the book. It doesn't go into a lot of detail as to what these people were. My guess would be, is they had something to do with the Syrians anyways. So after this Brandy goes outside And starts doing what she calls energy work around the property. And what she means by this is she's raising the love vibrations around the property. So it's almost like she's making an invisible fence. So shitty beings can't enter John's property. Or at the very least have a harder time entering his property. So she also went around and started talking to the animals on the ranch and was basically getting all their accounts of everything that was going on. Brandy then exp- explains that like in in the in the context of cuz we we all remember how some of the animals were they met their demise on the ranch, you know, there were some beings ripping the horses apart. Squishing the dogs, all types of stuff.
0: Are did we ever figure out if those are also the greys that were fucking the animals up?
1: I don't know. Because, it, it very well could have been because because
0: if the greys aren't malevolent, so to speak, they're just territorial. This sounds like pretty shitty stuff to do to get people out of your shit. I
1: feel like, like I, I feel like it does kind of answer that question because she, because she specifically calls out the greys now. She said that the Greys could kill anything on the property. The one thing that they couldn't kill was John and Joyce. They were off limits. And apparently... It makes
0: me... I'm going to keep interrupting because I'm kind of in the zone now. But it makes me wonder what the hell they were going to do with Joyce. If they can't kill her. I don't know. Where were they going to take
1: her? I don't know. But they they also blamed that... like those Those moments when... Uh, John's car keys would go missing and shit. The Grays were supposedly doing that. They were trying to come up with any possible way to drive him off the property.
0: To make him think he was going nuts. Yep.
1: So, but oh, the but on. the humans were off limits, and they were off limits because there are beings, whether it was in the universe or the the solar system or whatever, who are extremely more capable of dealing with the Greys. Like, I guess that is like a no-no. We don't kill humans. That's a no-no.
0: Then you poke the wrong bears. Yeah, because
1: if we get caught killing humans, we're going to get dealt with.
0: Could the Greys have driven the young man who uh, committed suicide to do so? I believe so. So they can't. they can't physically harm you. But they
1: can influence but you. But
0: they can make you feel like you need to. Yeah.
1: Because it actually does go into ironically enough, it and I don't believe I wrote it down, but I I think I remember reading it how they can cause depression and all types of shit oh, in yeah. people.
0: It would having stuff go missing and shit and just starting to think like you're losing it, that's a source of anxiety on a different level. Right, exactly. Back to the portal and the beings that came through, was there like any kind of interaction? Did they? Or are they like, hey, we got your back? Hey, you need to do this? Or? I
1: don't know. Like, it, it basically just ended. Like that section ended with the the beings coming through the portal. Right on.
0: I was just curious yeah. if there was any kind of, you know, conversation there. Or but they, based
1: on based on their description, it reminds me of the Syrians. Yeah. You know, that's
0: what I thought too.
1: Because they're the warrior culture and all that shit.
0: And they have dope ass armor. Yeah.
1: So, all right. After after that, after she you know walks around the ranch talking to the animals. She explains to John how they were off limits. She, you know, after she's done with all that, they started looking up at the sky. And all of a sudden, there were a shitload of ships that uncloaked. And John was saying that some of these, some of these ships were the size of about three city blocks. So they were huge. And those were ships. And he's like, into the east of where we were standing, the mothership uncloaked. And he's like, I'm not even gonna start trying to describe how big this was. Are
0: these the? Are these allies?
1: I would assume so. Yes. Or
0: not? Okay. Like so, Syrians.
1: But his description is kind of fucked up because the way he describes the mothership, he said it's basically a city floating in the air, and it instantly made me think of those photos taken of the city in the clouds. Mm -hmm. Instantly made me think of that. That's creepy. So... Pull that shit up right now. John, you know, was saying that Brandy... At this point, Brandy began to speak in another language. And he's like, I have no idea what she was saying. It definitely wasn't English. And he's like, if I had to, to put a description on what it sounded like it sounded like klingon from star trek
0: of course it did that's where my brain went very very first
1: he said it was very low and guttural
0: that is pretty fucking weird
1: it is weird and it like that picture in particular it looks like a city but it doesn't look like a city
0: oh it looks like a city made of rocks it's weird so that one's fucking creepy too.
1: Basically, at, at this point, what she's doing is she's talking to the bad set of grays on the property. She's telling them that, hey, listen, here's the deal. You need to surrender. And if you surrender, you're going to be treated well. You will be basically sent to more or less a boarding school, like a, like a what do you call that? Like a,
0: like a, boys home for grays kind
1: of like a, a grays home like an adjustment like a place where you can adjust your attitude and kind of fix your fix your ways
0: so this is just a rogue sect yes that's fucking with john yeah not all grays not all are no exactly yeah dicks
1: yeah they basically like they label it like the difference like the different races out there are more or less just like human beings like you have cool humans and then you got shitty people yeah you know, and then you hurt, have hurt then you, that. then you have the United States and then you have Russia, like yeah. that's how it's all structured, which is not that surprising
0: no you're gonna have you're gonna have shitty beings, no matter what species yeah exactly
1: you know. exactly, so you know she's explaining to him like listen, you need to you need to just give it up and stop well, apparently, these grays were extremely attached to the portals on the property, that's the whole reason why they're there. And apparently, one of these portals is extremely, extremely rare, and that would be a portal that they 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 called it a time portal. So it actually has access to the past and the future. Of course, it does. Yeah. So why wouldn't it? Yep. And there were several portals on his property, but this is this is the the crazy rare one. And this one comes up later on in John's contact with the Supreme beings.
0: I love it. Yeah. It's, it's it's fantastic. I was going to say something about Supreme beings, but I don't even know what I was going (laughs) to (laughs) say.
1: So after, you know, Brandy, after some time of her trying to negotiate with the, the rogue sect of grace, John started to notice by the way her and the two warriors were acting that negotiations weren't exactly going as to plan. He then started to notice clouds forming over the ranch, and he said that the clouds, they appeared extremely fast, and they were as black as night. And he's like, there's no possible way that natural rain clouds formed this quickly. He did, knew something was wrong.
0: Did Brandy go, those don't look like clouds? No. And then they just <laughs> opened the fuck up?
1: No. But he said, right at that moment, as the clouds started to form, Brandy and the two J's formed a circle as they're raising their swords to the sky. John kind of mentions a worthy sky sc- or side note here, in my opinion. And the reason why these beings carry swords is because they're archetypal weapon and apparently they stand for truth and honor in that by deciding to fight with swords you're you're basically fighting from your heart you're fighting for what's true but nevertheless back to where we left off here you know they had raised their swords to the sky and they touched the tips of their swords together and at this very moment purple lightning struck the ground several feet away from where they were standing.
0: I'm trying to picture it in my head, but it's great. I I don't know why the purple lightning didn't just, didn't just manifest as I was picturing it because it's,
1: I mean, it's purple lightning, dude. John said that wonderful, like he must've been standing close enough to him because he said when it struck, it it was so loud and forceful that it stunned him. And I imagine, like, somebody throwing a flashbang into the room with you, you're just, you're just <laughs> shell-shocked. A
0: flashbang full of purple lightning? Yes. It's kind <laughs> of awesome. It's my favorite.
1: I wish I had one. So, after this, they, you know, I mean, nothing happened to them. They all decided to walk, or they were all walking away. And Brandy simply told John, at this point, she's like, all right, listen, the greys, they're not going to mess with you anymore. They're unfortunately not going to leave, but they're not going to mess with you anymore. Like, we got it sorted
0: out. <clears throat> so do we know the clouds? Do we know were the clouds UFOs?
1: Yeah, UFOs.
0: And do we know if they were greys or if they were the good guys? We don't. We don't
1: necessarily know that, but like I said, I would have to assume that they are the, the quote-unquote good guys.
0: But, like, hey, holocult, the weather's getting nice, and you know what that means. It's cryptid hunting season, and the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tacovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tacovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids.
1: And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's, re- it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their, the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be?
0: Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's tecova com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to Tacovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I don't know. Brandy and the Jays' reaction to them almost seemed defensive. You know what I mean? Like they made their circle and they.
1: Oh, like, you mean the 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 black clouds?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about.
1: I don't know
0: because it almost seems like it would have to be.
1: I mean, I I would have... I I don't. But then again, because whatever happened with this lightning, I think that was a flex from the superior powers to the bad grace, like. These three called upon, like, all right, listen, negotiations are not going very well. We need a little bit of backup. Thor. Yeah. So basically, Bop and the Graves are like, oh shit, they ain't messing around. We need to straighten our ass. I wonder up. if
0: the I wonder if the dark clouds cleared up after that. Or... I'm
1: pretty sure it did.
0: Because I was just curious if that was like negative backup. Because I'd be like, damn, there's a lot more than just a rogue faction. If they right. got hell of ships everywhere.
1: Right. And you know, after after the lightning strike, she leaves tells John, she's like, "Listen, they're not going to fuck with you anymore. You're good. You're good to go." Well, a few days later, John calls Brandy up and he's like, "You know, I cuz he noticed when she was after the lightning strike, John notes that she she's slightly off. Like there's Something is kind of wonky with her, right? So he calls her a couple of days later check up on her. He's like, hey, uh you know, are you all right? Like, you, you know, that lightning incident was rather strange. Like, uh, are you okay? And she has no recollection of the, the lightning incident at all.
0: That's weird. Boom,
1: gone. But she did go on to tell John that a few you know, after the days of the episode at the ranch, she was visited by our friends, the men in black. And she was told to never speak about what happened at Stardust Ranch. Which, obviously, she kind of goes against that and tells her story, which we appreciate.
0: Thanks, Brandy.
1: Right. Well, so some time passes, and John finds out that Brandy actually went through a change after she was struck by the lightning, because I I guess apparently, which, I mean, it's fucking electricity, so when the lightning hit the ground, it spread and actually affected all of them in its own way. And for nerd talk here, basically what happened was Brandy leveled up.
0: Nerd shit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She leveled up, right?
0: That a girl.
1: She got more powerful. But it took her four years to fully recover from the being struck by lightning. Like it so took...
0: did the Jays power up too, I'm assuming? They
1: got fucked up.
0: Oh, well, because that it... thought.
1: Because I guess.
0: So Brandy's this powerful leveling up being, and the men in black think that they can just roll up and be like, yo, shut
1: your mouth. Well, this was before she leveled up. Like She was in the process of leveling up. She got hit. And John was right. Something was off with her. And it took her four years to put the pieces back together and basically do the full level up deal. And I don't really write it down, but I know that like one of the J's after this went crazy. He actually had to become or be admitted.
0: This was after the lightning strike or yeah. was there more stuff that goes? No, through? this
1: was after the lightning strike. And then whatever happened... The other Jay that didn't go crazy, he went into hiding. So I'm assuming that he was worried about backlash from this rogue faction of Greys.
0: Yeah, that's heavy,
1: dude. It's weird, huh? It's weird in the best ways.
0: So one of them went crazy. Yeah, one of them just fucking. And because he had a family,
1: out. he had a family, so he he just straight up rolled out. He and he went into hiding. Maybe they, worried were af- about backlash. Maybe they
0: were af- weren't afraid of the backlash from the Greys. Maybe they were afraid of whatever the fuck sent that bolt of lightning.
1: It's possible, because it doesn't really go into it too much.
0: Because, like you said, you don't fuck with humans, because then you're poking the bears that you don't want to be poked. Yeah.
1: It's 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 extremely possible, but... Uh,
0: hmm. Interesting. Yeah.
1: And here's where we kind of that you know that kind of that's that's the some of the experiences the majority of it but we're gonna go a little bit into john's actual contact here and you know so brainy does her leveling up years later after she gets everything sorted out she's back to normal she decides to pay john a visit again goes out there they're sitting in the uh Living room. And she does the classic, oh, I'm going to op- go ahead and open a portal here. This is
0: this is Brandy's go-to.
1: Right. She's just opening That's portals That's her icebreaker. She's like, opening portals.
0: Some people Netflix and chill. She Netflix and portals.
1: Exactly. So she opens a portal.
0: Classic Brandy.
1: Two beings decide to walk out. One was Andromedan, and the other one was a reptilian. <laughs> so John, at this point, does he's he- not... He's not impressed. He's like, okay. This is classic Brandy yeah. let's, shit. Let's go ahead and sit down and chat, okay?
0: Does he tell the difference between these beings? Cause
1: I'm assuming. I'm assuming
0: there's f- there's a physical difference.
1: I'm sure because one of them looks like a reptile. So well, so just picture an iguana clearly. and then whatever an Andromedan looks like.
0: And what? I mean, did he? I don't know. You know what, fuck it. Let in my it, head. Let it eat. Just roll.
1: Yeah, it won't in my head, one is an iguana and the other one is Spock.
0: And they're and they're different races from the Wherever. medieval medieval knights that came through the last portal.
1: I don't know, maybe. I have no clue. It just said that one was Andromeda and one was Reptilian.
0: Why who the fuck am I to question? Exactly.
1: That? Exactly. This is John's story, dude. Carry on. So I'll stay in my lane. He sits down, decides to chat with him, And he said he, he talked with them for several hours, but he also noted, which we have kind of talked about before that when you're in their present and in, in their presence, time doesn't actually function the same. It's almost like being in their presence kind of breaks time. And he's like, what, a two or three minute interaction with them, seemingly two or three minutes, is actually it actually more represents hours of time in your mind. Like there's so much information that you, it's it's kind of like a missing time.
0: It's it's like dreaming, is kind what of. It's like. Yeah, because you can fall asleep and have an intricate fucking dream that seems like it's yeah. twenty hours long, and you wake up and the clock's like. Two minutes from when right. the last time you looked at it.
1: Yeah, that is a very good description. It's fucked up. It is weird. So here's here's a little bit of the conversation. In this conversation, John started to ask about the portals. Like, what, what are these?
0: Good call, John.
1: So they're like, all right, listen. These portals are doors through space and time, right? The doorways through space are actually extremely common. And there are many of them placed all over the planet, which we've talked about before, you know, portals in the mountains and shit like that. But they say the time ones in particular are very rare and they're very special. And John is like, all right, well how many of these are on the planet? And they're like, yeah, we're not going to tell you that.
0: (laughs) You don't get that information, John.
1: (laughs) Like They were keeping that one close to the chest.
0: I wonder if they if these portals interact with ley lines and that kind of shit. Probably. Or, or with uh, ancient ruins like pyramids. and.
1: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And what's kind of interesting here, because I know I'm almost positive you and me have talked about a similar story. There was a portal at the back of John's property, and apparently it was placed there about 8,000 years ago. This particular portal was a direct link to Egypt, which the beings went on to explain Egypt was far more sophisticated than you people are led to believe. Oh, yeah. And...
0: I agree with that.
1: John went on to say it kind of makes sense because there have been times where he's noticed, like, uh, Egyptians or, or... Rome have like kind of almost manifested. And then he's also noticed like centurions marching on his property and stuff like that. And I know that I've heard stories of that, like where people have been sitting in their house or in their basement. And I think the one in particular I'm thinking of, it was more of like uh civil war soldiers mm-hmm. marching through.
0: Bro, it's that's, that's, it's classic.
1: Like, I know we've, we've talked about that before.
0: Yeah. It's classic residual haunting shit.
1: Yes. But apparently this is being more linked to time. Because
0: ghosts aren't what we think they
1: are. There, you are you probably remember right. You remember when I said that, like, yeah.
0: fucking two years ago? It is.
1: Like, the more we look into stuff, the weirder shit gets.
0: Ghosts are not what we think they
1: Another are. Another interesting thing that these beings pointed out was that portals are more or less electrical anomalies and I find fucking
0: with the space time continuum like, dog I
1: find that an interesting description because an electrical anomaly happens all the time on our planet and a lot of people might detect it and they just be like it was just an electrical anomaly it's just fucking whatever when in all reality it's a portal link to Egypt
0: a lot of people go missing on the planet too that is true
1: very interesting
0: point that's weird, man. Maybe Tesla was onto something.
1: Uh, that dude is probably on to a lot of things. Yeah. So they they also go on to explain how when a race lives in the fourth dimension, time is not linear, which we have talked about that several times. They also said that we as humans can travel through it. It seems like most of us pass through it in our sleep, but you can meditate or lucid dream to also travel to the fourth dimension you know and like i said john puts shit together he's he said he's seen egypt and rome through these portals it's also not the only time we've heard these accounts he also notes when he is in the presence of these beings he feels like they view him as a dog not in the the context of like they hate us but they find that we are far below them. And, I mean, that's not surprising because their intellect is obviously 10 times, at the very least, of what we can even fathom.
0: They just tolerate us.
1: Yes. He's like, I basically feel like I'm a child dealing with adults.
0: They're just talking around you. Yep. So You understand what they let you understand.
1: Yeah. In this chat... With these beings that sucks yeah in the in this chat, he starts to ask about human growth, and John estimates that he's like, all right, listen, you know well, I think that we're about what two hundred years behind schedule of where we need to be, roughly, give or take, and the beings are like, no,,
0: <laughs> psych
1: John's like, oh, okay, cool, and he's, they're like. It's far worse than that. You guys are more likely to be about thousands of years behind. And John's like, oh, okay. (laughs) So the crowning, according to these beings, the crowning achievement of our species is the simple fact that we are (laughs) self-aware. That's (laughs) probably like that. They say that like that is the first step. That's (laughs) it is the first step of sentient life is that we are fucking self-aware. And that is our crowning achievement.
0: That's if that's not humans to a a fucking T. I don't know what is. That's
1: what I'm saying. They're like, this is your crowning achievement. The simple congratulations. I think they're
0: congratulations. You're on your own dick. That's as far as you get. Yeah.
1: So, you know, in this, they they go and explain, all right, well, here's the second step. You know, if you want to be anything, here's the second step. The second step to sentient life is that the beings are supposed to be able to communicate with all creations, (laughs) which we are, uh, well, to our knowledge, we are nowhere near. And
0: Fuck no! All we do is destroy every other fucking right. being in creation.
1: Exactly. Now, as we were talking earlier, the closest people that we're aware of who have achieved this would have been the Native Americans.
0: Yeah, you. Yeah,
1: they. They have to be. They have. That's the only person that I can really. Or like, I'm, and sure, I'm, not, I'm
0: sure there are other, I'm, yeah, other cultures that I don't mean have. Yes. Yeah, it's got as far as us personally. That would
1: be yeah. The, you know, because I mean, you know, you have the Mayans and everybody else, and yeah, the, like those 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 generations of people,
0: Res- they respect everything. It, that's what I mean, especially nature.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: And modern man doesn't give a couldn't shit. Give a shit. No,
1: we care Just about decimals, and cool dollar stuff. signs. Yeah, not that's it.
0: Not supposed to apparently.
1: And according to these beings, they said the second step was basically an elementary step in the evolution of sentient
0: life. Oh, we are struggling.
1: Yeah. Not and shocked. At this point, that is the, when you acquire the ability to communicate with all creations. That is the only time that that particular life form will be allowed into the solar system and then granted further steps into the galaxy. So you have achievements to work towards being like a a solar system, expanded, I guess, race, if you will, and then into the galaxy. So we've got steps before Elon can go ahead and launch us to Mars.
0: We are not doing well. Not at all. We are just... Running through species, yeah. And Extinction is our strong suit.
1: Exactly, and they they go on to elaborate. You know, and this is I feel like it's kind of a straight up life lesson. They explain how the human race needs to quit with the want 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 me 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 mentality. The fact that we only live for what we want, you know, i.e. property and wealth, is exactly what's holding us back we need to not let this world burden us with all the bullshit by doing that and being unencumbered, we would be able to live most of the time at our most heightened state of awareness. Once again, that brings me back to like the the Indians, you know, they're just, I just feel like spiritually and all that stuff, they were, they were far more than what we were or we are. Um, they weren't, you know, based, they weren't saying like, hey, you guys should give up everything. It's just that you need to stop being so encumbered by it. That way, if, you know, one day you needed to pack up and move over there, you could do it and not worry about it. Or maybe one day you're just like, you know what? I don't feel like being here anymore. I'm, I'm going to go this way. I'm going to go meet new people. I'm going to go see new things. I'm going to go learn new stuff. And you're not even going to think twice about it. You're just like, okay, let's go.
0: Yeah, I feel like this kind of hits hard because I feel like our self-awareness, our sentience is our biggest downfall. We, are, we put ourselves on such a pedestal and we are so selfish and fucking naive as a species that we are above every other species. I think it has a lot to do with religion. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that we, we are ingrained to believe that we have a soul. As opposed to other living beings, like you know what I mean? Like yeah. I feel like that puts us on a pedestal like we're we're better than, oh, yeah, I got I we're get better what you're than I get what you're saying these these pigs over here because right. because we we continue after we die. we we move on to another plane, whereas them though, they Not don't so matter. much, they don't matter that that weed over there that I just pulled out of the ground. Doesn't exist after I pull it out of the ground. and
1: well, there. I mean, there are some interesting studies. Yeah, but I'm just saying, that that like, otherwise. No, I, like I that's understand. Our,
0: yeah, that's our mentality. I understand. Like, we're yeah. top of the fucking food chain because we have beliefs that we exist after this
1: point. Right. Yeah. I know. I, I could totally see that.
0: That's my soapbox. No. <sighs> Thank you. <laughs> Welcome like, to could, my TED talk.
1: I could totally see that. You know that that the majority of people do put themselves on a pedestal for that reasoning um but
0: i went on a fucking tangent there hey,
1: man it is what it is uh and like i said it you know that's relevant to what they're explaining and they also say that another problem with the human race is that we dwell on shit for far too long we don't <laughs> fucking
0: feel that right
1: and and here's something else that i feel we don't trust in ourselves we accurate we we most of the time need the approval of someone else before we actually trust in it. Accurate. We also don't invest in ourselves. We live far too much in doubt. It's like that we would rather take heed in someone else who's made it rather than carving out our own path and making it.
0: It's comfort, man. Yeah. It's a lot easier to be comfortable and uh, content... And to step outside of that comfort and progress.
1: Right. And they basically said, in in doing this, you guys are more or less spiritually cloning yourselves. That's all you're doing. Instead of basically everybody being their own badass and their own, you know, like like Steve's a shaman and Kyle's a carpenter, and that that's what they're the best at. They're the greatest at it. Instead, we're both like Yeah. We we stock shelves. It's just you know there was a guy who did it and he got pretty far. So that's like what
0: we do. It pays my bills. Right? Yeah, dude. That's no. my answer. Yeah. When people for sure. ask me questions, I'm like, Absolutely. it pays my bills. Absolutely. Not not it's what I want to do. Yeah. Not it it's what makes me happy. It's what I'm good at. Nah. It pays my bills. Yep.
1: And unfortunately, that's how the far majority of us live. Guilty. The far majority of us.
0: Damn this whole, this whole last part of this conversation bro, is like I'm talking to myself.
1: Bro, it gets heavy. Like the if I decide to write the last section of Stardust, you it's better because people are gonna want heavy. it. Yeah, if you guys want to hear the last heavy section, already, you're gonna have to let us. know. We're
0: already five deep, dog. We gotta go. Uh we don't
1: have to, but it's up to the people. Well, I said yes. Okay. Anyways, so apparently, in all of this, it gets worse it's also explained that forces are working against us and they kind of compare it a little bit to wait, I'll go into that later. I want to leave that one. That's a good. That was hold a, up. That was a good ending. So apparently the human race is a genetically manipulated species, which isn't that surprising to me, but this planet is a place where the extraterrestrials will grow what they need here and transplant it to other parent or other planets. So think about that for a minute. Humans are picked up and transplanted all over the universe, thousands and thousands of planets with the same set of rules. And they're given the same set of programming as the last one. So essentially there's thousands of earths out there and we're all given the same parameters to exist. And they just it's almost like they, they put shit there, they hit the play button, and they fucking walk away and they're gonna come back later on to check on us or take shit they need.
0: Or hit the reset button. Or
1: hit the reset button.
0: <laughs> We're not doing so hot on this one.
1: And I mean to that point they go on to say that if the human race doesn't figure out that we are a multi a multi dimensional being then it will crash and fail just like Atlantis. Good. Which Let gives it, it, it gives it that, uh the, the whole civilization reset that we've talked about. Ooh, that's
0: what I'm saying.
1: Dude, it's crazy.
0: Well, 2000 years behind, they said, I read somewhere that the destruction of the library of Alexandria set humanity back a thousand years.
1: I believe it. From the
0: amount of knowledge that was lost. I believe it. and Without a doubt. Yeah. We, we have said that before, like, uh, past advanced civilization gets to a certain point, and they either take themselves out, or something sees it as a threat and takes. I think
1: out. I think we're teetering on the edge of that.
0: Where we take ourselves out? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, hundred percent for sure. I don't think it's because we're too far
1: advanced. No, 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 no. I think we have some big hurdles ahead of us as far as humanity goes that could be rather terrifying in the near future. Um. Kind of closing the the this section here
0: that was an ominous send off <laughs>
1: <laughs> right it's not done I'm not done yet. I got a little bit more, but so John starts to ask about the state of the world and if he could change or if we could change the path that we're on and this in this section of conversation they are very like cloak and dagger they're very like all right all like all they'll say back to him is you have everything that you need to live in harmony and he's like i'm tired like what is with the riddle for us to figure out like this is ridiculous so they they go on to acknowledge that help help is always here for us like they're more than willing to come help us figure shit out it's just that we're too stupid figure out how to ask (laughs) them that's basically what they say
0: that's that's human in a nutshell
1: right and then like you stated earlier we're at this point i don't even think i feel like if they were like like they're telling john right now listen we'll help you you just gotta ask the right questions right and the rest of the world is like I don't fucking need your help. That's
0: what I was just thinking. I don't need your goddamn help, bro. Boy.
1: I'm building skyscrapers over here. We're good. We've got shit figured out. We shot
0: a car to Mars, goddammit.
1: We got it figured out. I and don't know why I have an accent when I do that. Well, it happens. That's true. But, you know, and, and so they just sit back and they're just like, whatever, you know, it's it's fine. But they did do
0: whatever you fucking dumb humans.
1: But they did go on to acknowledge that every like the things that we do does affect our solar system, and it does affect them because they said when we started dropping bombs in World War II, that's when they started coming back or not Neb them in particular, but ETs started coming back to check us out.
0: makes sense
1: now here's that's, an ominous send-off.
0: That's pretty pretty powerful.
1: This is an ominous send-off, and this is something we've talked about before. But that day that those bombs dropped, it set off a signal to the rest of the universe saying, hey, check us out. We're the, we're big dogs. We're coming into this. And they warned John that there are beings out there far worse than the demons of your religion
0: (laughs) good (laughs) two (laughs) things first thing these ultra demons in the universe probably aren't that fucking worried about humans because we're dropping the bombs on ourselves yeah they got to be thinking look at these fucking idiots
1: but if they wanted to harvest something it wouldn't be that hard
0: no, they're they if if they're if they're advanced to where they're watching us, they're not going to be that worried about a fucking nuke.
1: No, no, no. I, I like I don't feel like they were saying that. I feel like like there are malicious beings out there, and they may not even know. Like they may not know we even existed, and they might be malicious beings that prey on dumbasses like us. <laughs> and we just you know we're out here hiding in the woods, and there's a wolf walking by, and we're the we're the civilization that goes. Hey, asshole. I'm here. I'm not here. (laughs) I'm here.
0: My favorite creepypasta is when we finally get a message from SETI that we've been blasting, blasting things into the universe. Talk to us. Talk to us. Talk to us. Talk to us. We finally get a message and when we get it decoded, it says, be quiet. They'll hear you.
1: That's terrifying. But that's, in a nutshell that's exactly what these beings were saying
0: dude that's the first thing that popped in my head when i because before you got to it i'm always peering over your shoulder like reading your notes and shit i'm like there it is dog
1: yep there it is And that's basically what i'm gonna leave this on because like i said the 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 correspondence with these beings is it does get heavy it does get it's not as like funny as the first three episodes. Like it does get serious and heavy. People
0: love the funny.
1: I know, and I do too. Like,
0: but that's life. With the funny comes the heavy. You're right, and
1: like I feel like, like I was, we were talking about it earlier, is like, how can you not love episode three of Stardust? Like it's fantastic.
0: It's it was a banger. People do was great. It. So if that wraps it up,
1: that wraps this we'll up. We'll
0: wrap it up. So. Check us out at all our social media's. If you guys want to hear another part to this, Kyle, yep, you got to let me know. Talking about it, shout a, shout it out. Let me know. Post it on the Insta, Twitter, Facebook, let us know if you want to get a part. Fucking. And shout out six. to the
1: the person that posted a picture of you buying the book that we're going over cuz yeah, that's, that's hella cool. And like I said, like I know you guys are getting the gist of the story from what we're covering, but i do not do it any justice like i was telling steve last night i'm like dude this read is so good it's like it has me when i read it it locks me
0: invested
1: it does i I don't know why like it just he's touching
0: his face as he's talking about
1: it like it's ridiculous dude it just draws me in so much and it's just i don't know it makes me feel some type of way and that's why i like it i love it
0: So yeah, check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, every other fucking social media you can ever think of. We are there. Search Apollo Sky and find us. Come and hang out. Until next time, dear listeners and friends, stay safe, stay weird, and if you're projecting messages into the cosmos, be fucking careful.